When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The horses are on the track. Right around Australia on SEN Track. Thanks to Racing Queensland, this is the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett. Yes, welcome to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett and I, Alyssa Smith. We are talking horse racing for the next half an hour. It's great to have you join us here on SEN Track. Sam, always a pleasure to see you. Happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday to you too. And, uh... It's been a busy week, as we always say, um, but it's always nice to make it to Friday and have the weekend to look forward to ahead. Absolutely. Last week, though, when we spoke to you, you were about to head out to Ipswich. Yeah, I was about to head out to Ipswich. Um, didn't have any joy there, but it was a bit of a action-packed day because we had um, sort of got to the second, sorry, third last race and two horses were late scratched at the barriers and... Um, what happened is, you know, they take the saddles off the horses when when they're not running and then they let the field go and the race runs and the lead ponies normally bring the horses back that weren't running in that race, you know, after the race has been. Anyway, one horse had got away um, from one of the lead ponies and sort of went absolutely hightailing it sort of around the track and then exited the perimeter and Whoa. they had to find it and catch it and make sure it was okay. So our second to last race got put back half an hour, but then we were also running the risk of being able to run the last race with enough daylight. So oh. the last race was scheduled for 5.25 after the delay and sundown was at 5.20. Wow. So it was very much touch and go because um, obviously horses, they don't run to a time schedule. Like these, yeah. things, they, these things do happen occasionally. So, yeah, Ipswich was a little bit of an action-packed day. When you say they happen occasionally, how often would something like that happen? Uh, for a delay, um, for them to change the time and the scheduling, that may happen oh, once every six weeks, maybe. Um, obviously, we can also have that problem when it comes to uh, poor weather. Uh, so if there's a big weather band coming in and, the, you know, a lot of heavy rain, usually the stewards that um, sort of monitor the racing and sort of like our police, I guess, they will watch the rain radar and say to us, listen, there's a big band of heavy rain coming. We don't want to send you out in this because you, your visibility is going to be poor. It'd be like driving down the motorway, having no windscreen wipers in the rain, yeah. you know. Um, so, you know, in that instance, then they will try and delay, the, you know, the time of the race. But we also have to be mindful of the scheduling for the times because obviously there's so many different races going on within the country that are, you know, played on Sky, yeah. um, you can't just say, oh, we'll just run it in five or ten minutes because then that's going to clash with another race meeting somewhere in the country. So it becomes a bit of a juggling act, but, yeah. What happens in that situation? if So I know you say that that was the second last race of the day. If that happens during the day and it was going to be more than, say, half an hour, do they just can that race or tack it on to the end? Because Sky does have sh- scheduling. Um, yeah. Right, they've got scheduled races. Races, yeah. So, I mean, I think in this circumstance that what happened at Ipswich on Friday was if we were a chance of not running that second last race when, you know, in the new time slot, which is essentially when the last was meant to be run, um, if there were any more hold-ups, say something happened again at the barriers, maybe a horse got loose, someone gets injured, where it's not going to run on time, 
then they probably would have had to call that last meeting off because we have no daylight. Mm. And it's not like we're at Caloundra where they can just put the lights on so it's not so bad. Ipswich um, doesn't have that, you know, that ability to do that there. So, yeah, it was a little bit touch and go for everyone there. It was madness and they tried to run the last race as close, you know, the time frame as close as they could so we were going to make it. But we made it. That's all that matters. Right. <laughs> how, how do you do that as a jockey? Because if you know that your vision's going to be different of the track yep. and your peripheral vision, surely it affects that when the sun is going down. Yeah, it's actually something that we've had a little bit of discussion with um, amongst ourselves of late, the jocks. It, more so, it's obviously when the sun's going down, when you're going around and, you know, in a circular motion, the sun is at different points in your vision the whole yeah, way around so there are times in a race where the sun's sort of setting where you know, I don't want to say you get a sunstrike but it can be very hard to see the runners in front of you more so we found um with or the girls have said more so when I talk to them about the synthetic track at uh, the Gold Coast um I don't know whether it's the color or the reflection of the surface yeah they said it has made their visibility very very difficult at times when the sun's hit it and they got the glare off it. You know, obviously we, most jockeys will ride with a tinted um, goggle. Mm-hmm. Um, those night meetings up at Caloundra or when the weather's really bad, you'll often see jockeys put clear goggles on or two or three pairs of goggles on um, just to try and help with that vision because we don't have the ability to put our windscreen wipers on yeah, or our demisters on. So <laughs> you've just got to kind of adapt. But, yeah, the sun setting is actually something you you, you are aware of, but it can be... Um, it can, can be quite hazardous. When you say two or three pairs of goggles on top of each other, is that for the glare? <laughs> and is, are they different coloured lenses or is that for the rain where you can pull one off if one gets too wet? Well, it's a bit of both really. Mainly for me more so when I was riding back in NZ when, you know, in wintertime when there's a lot of kickbacks, so there's a lot of dirt and rain on your face, yep. we'll have probably two or three sets of clear goggles so they have no tint on them. And so, you know, first pair you've gone 200 metres can't see much. You try and wipe it, but obviously you don't really want to be taking too like, hand off the rain. Ideally, when you're going at speed, yeah. So you get uh, quite apt at pulling a pair of goggles down with not pulling all three down at once, which is <laughs> absolute sheer terror if you're in the back of a field and you pull all three of your oh, goggles down. I've done that terrible. before, and it's the worst thing I've ever done. Face full of dirt. Face full of dirt. Can't oh. see. Jesus take the wheel. It's bad. Wow. Yeah. How did that end up? Yeah, not great. I had a lot of dirt <laughs> in my eyes, but luckily. <laughs> When the tracks are wet like that, we're normally racing uh, not in such close proximity, so you've got a little bit more room, but it's quite terrifying. Like, imagine trying to stick your head out the window and you, you know, when you Yeah, when you're going, I don't know, 50 kilometres an hour and trying to open your eyes and then <laughs> someone throws dirt at you, you know, it's, it's a bit like that, you know, if I'm trying to compare it. Whilst trying to make sure that the horse stays on track and doesn't go oh, absolutely. running into another horse. And, yeah. Yeah, wow. Run into someone else. That is. <laughs> Intense. Yeah. So it was a very interesting Friday afternoon for you. Yeah, it was. Then Saturday you're at Eagle Farm. Yeah, a couple of horses ran really well there. Um, Hockahay, she went super. She was on the quick backup and we talked about that last week as to how she would perform having two races in a relatively close time frame. It's like six days. Yeah, she went really, really well. Um, She did a funny little thing which she hasn't really done with me and she sort of hung and got on one rein, which sometimes horses can do, but... She wears a tongue tie, which um, is a fairly common bit of gear um, trainers will use because horses have great big long tongues. They obviously have a bit in their mouth and sometimes they like to pull their tongues back and get it over the bit, which makes, A, it causes an obstruction for their airway because yeah. their tongue's obviously sitting closer to the roof of their mouth. And when they're trying to run fast and get air and when they've got their tongue over the bit, 
it can be, you know, detrimental to their chances. And also, um, uh, where was I going with that? Yeah, so the tongue tie just sort of helps with their breathing and keeps their tongue under the bit, essentially. So that race was also delayed a wee bit. Um, the start of it, another runner had a shoe that needed replacing. Oh, wow. So, and I think with her having the tongue tie on for a little bit of extra time, she was getting a bit cranky with it, you know, because she's a cranky girl. <laughs> and that's probably caused her to just hang a little bit. But in, in saying that, she still ran very, very well. Excellent. I like that. Hocker hey, hey. Becoming one of your favourites, I reckon, right up there with Axe. Yes, I know. I know. Maybe she's going to take over that spot oh, now. <laughs> watch out, Axe. Uh, on Sunshine, you wrapped up the weekend at the Sunshine Coast as usual. Yeah, I had a couple of horses that just went a little bit fair there. Um, one of them actually gave me a really hard ride. I ended up getting tossed off on my way to the barriers off one of them. He just got a bee in his bonnet and was very upset. And on the way to the barriers? Yeah, so he was getting a a lead around with the lead pony because he's a very sensitive sort of a horse. So he requires sort of someone to hold his hand, I guess you mm. would say. So sort of get him from point A to point B without too many dramas happening. And for one reason or another, he decided he just wasn't in a good mood and was just sort of pa- carrying on like a bit of a trained seal. And <laughs> it's very hard to stay on horses when you're riding really, really short. And he was sort of darting around from underneath me and then got away from the lead pony for a little bit and then sort of got rid of me, but he didn't go very far. I was able to get back on and, and go around, but he got himself in a little bit of a state, which he sort of then went and raced and probably put a little bit of that into his racing manners. You know, he's just, yeah, wasn't really in the right headspace for it. But um, one of Taplin's later in the day, she went really well. Uh, will not quit. Will not quit. I always forget it's her name. Will not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah will, will not quit. Uh, she went really well um, off the back of a sort of a fair run last start. She was a little bit chubby in condition to be running the 1800 metres last up but then obviously um, on Sunday with another run of fitness under her belt she ran a really nice fourth so it was encouraging. With with that you say you know maybe a little bit too chunky do you talk to the trainer? Or <laughs> a little did, bit chunky. Yeah. <laughs> Your horse is chunky. Yeah. <laughs> how does that work when you can see or maybe it's not fit enough for this race how do you verbalize to your trainer that's you know yes. got you to ride the horse? It's a very sensitive subject mm. that one. Um, obviously I'm employed to ride the horse and I think depending on the relationship you have with with your trainer, most trainers will say, listen, this horse is probably, it's going to benefit with the run, which is horses having their first start run off a long break, you sort of expect that, um, that they take a run or two to get into peak fitness, I guess you would say. Some horses come to hand a lot quicker, say they're a little bit more of an athletic build, so you know the training sort of brings them on you know, better than maybe a horse that's a little bit more lazy in its track work, so then needs to go to the races to get that added um, benefit of the fitness, you know. Mm -hmm. So it depends on the individual, but you can kind of tell looking at them under saddle, as we say, when they're parading around how they look. Um, Well, I was once told, it was a bit of an old wives' tale, but my dad used to tell me a horse that will um, have white foam, like a white foam between its back legs when it walks, sorry, is usually an indication of them being a bit fat inside. So a horse that may need the run. So, I mean, that might not apply to to everything, but it's something I've sort of picked up. So when I'm watching my horses parade around the mounting yard, if they're sweating up, if it's a warm day and they're sort of showing that bit of white foam between their back legs, that sometimes that's an indication they might need the run. What's the white foam? Do you mean that that's like the skin? So it's like the friction from their back legs moving. Um, Obviously, like, say a fit horse, our sweat's clear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So a horse that, if you see a horse with thick white foam, Sometimes it can be an indication of indication of them being fat inside. 
Once See you every day. You're on wealth of knowledge. Me. I'll be looking in the parade grounds. <laughs> I'll be looking for white foam between the, the two go. legs. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, good. And then this week, Sam, uh, you were at Gatton and had some trials on as well. And then at Eagle Farm on Wednesday. Holy moly. Monday. Sorry, Monday was a quiet day for me, but Tuesday was madness. So went up, did my track work at Eagle Farm in the yeah. morning, jumped across the road, road track work at Doombin, got in my car, drove down to Bow Desert Trials. Went down there, rode two or three, three, three at the trials there, and then got back in my car and then drove to Gatton Races and had three rides at Gatton and then drove back to Brisbane. But I had a winner oh my at the races, so it was all worth it. Who was the winner? A horse called Cruising Bill for ah, a yes. lovely, lovely uh, Deegan trainer called Pat Duff. He's a legend of the industry around here, um, and he's been, you know, he's been trying to get me a winner for a while, I and mean, we just haven't had much luck, but... Cruising Bill managed to get the job done for him. Um, Pat wasn't there, but I managed to actually speak to him at the races on Wednesday at Eagle Farm, and he said to me, I mean, all good rides are winning ones, but that was exceptional. So I thought Aww, that was just adorable. That's really nice. Why was it so <laughs> exceptional? It was a shorter race too, wasn't it? 860 metres. Yeah, and I'm not a massive fan of these half-mile races. Like They're just so full-on. It's like you're just from... Go to woe. Yeah. There's absolutely no chance for a breather, you know. It's just <laughs> foot flat to the boards. It give me a maiden 2,000-meter race any day of the week. But anyway. <laughs> Is it more exhausting mentally and physically, the shorter races, compared to the long ones? I find the short races, there's really not much tactic involved. Uh, the short ones? Yes. Mm. Because you've sort of got to clear the barriers well. Normally, a horses that can be close to speed in the first 200 meters out of the gates are where your winners are. Or if they're going exceptionally fast, you might win from off the speed. So my horse, he sort of he was in the second half of the field, but he wasn't too far off, and you know within three hundred meters to run, which meant that he didn't have to make up too much ground because having to do a lot of chasing over yeah. a short trip, it's sort of it's like you're putting your foot on the gas the whole way, you know. So and. Yeah, it just it just makes it harder. You've sort of just got to jump and ping. It's very important to to leave the barriers clean in in a half mile race. With that mentally though, if you you know you talk about you know like say a two thousand meter race, you've got time to think. Okay, that checkpoint, this point, yep. that point. If you've only got eight hundred and say sixty meters. You've got to think super quickly. Your reaction time surely would be so quick. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like by the time we get to the winning post, my horse has still just got a full head of steam up and then we spend another thousand metres trying to pull them up, you know? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Oh, how good. So you've had a, a very busy week and then Wednesday at Eagle Farm. Yeah, Wednesday at Eagle Farm. Um, I didn't have much joy there, but I still love riding at Eagle Farm. So it was all right. A couple of unlucky runners, but um, obviously it's normally Ica Day on the Wednesday. Wednesday, which they've now moved to the Saturday at Doombin. So hopefully there's plenty of people heading there and getting amongst the party that's going to be there on Saturday. Amazing. And the Echo has attracted so many thousands of people. It's been unreal this year again. Yeah, I haven't even gone and got my show bag yet. Neither. Oh. <laughs> this <laughs> <Next> weekend. <year. laughs> oh, yeah. Away from the races, though. Yeah. Away from the races. Yeah. How good. How good. Well, Sam, and you've got a busy weekend coming up too. Yes, I do. I've got a uh, five or six rides today at Ipswich. I've got five or six rides on Saturday at Eagle Farm and then followed up by five or six rides at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Brilliant. We'll break it all down after the break. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. We'll have the latest in Racing Queensland news after this. The horses are on the track. Queensland is your place to race this year. This is the Queensland Hoop. 
with Sam Collett on SEN Track. Yes, welcome back to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett where we are bringing you the latest in racing Queensland news. Sam, just to recap, where can we see you riding this weekend? So today you can see me at Ipswich. I've got uh, five rides there. I think you should certainly keep your eye out for a horse called Gleaming Legend of Marcus Wilson's. It's in the race five today. He's a horse that's fresh off a campaign from being in Melbourne, I believe. He did trial very well, um, and he's drawn a really nice barrier. I think the rail's out 10 metres at Ipswich, if I, uh, my memory serves me right. Um, so it's probably going to be one of those days it's tricky to make some ground. So with a good barrier draw... I imagine he should run um, very well. He's a Kiwi horse too. Yeah, up the Kiwis. There you go. And over 1,200 <laughs> metres, so it's a little bit longer than your, your one during the week. Yeah, he was just had a little bit of fitness there during the week. So um, 1,200 metres should suit him. Um, I do expect him to run well. There's also a first starter there for Jason Edwards. I'm riding in race six who... Um, funny story with this horse. He, Jason had said to me before I trialled her last year, I just can't get this horse to get motivated. She said, like, you know, seven or eight jump outs and she just dawdles along behind them and doesn't concentrate. And we put a set of blinkers on her yeah. to keep her focused. And I said, are you sure you're talking about the right horse? Because huh. she trialled so, so well. Um, she hit the line super. So hopefully uh, after that trial victory, uh, she can take that and produce it today. She's got barrier eight too. Yeah, a little bit of a tricky barrier. Mm. I think she'll come in a couple of slots with um, a few horses scratched in that too. So I think she's a filly that will probably race off the speed. Um, she's still a little bit weak, so she probably doesn't need to be burning the candle at both ends, so to speak. And she did trial that way. She sort of jumped a little bit slow and then came with one really nice run at them. Nice. And then tomorrow you are at Doombin. Yeah, for Ica Day. So everyone will be partying and I'll be working. (laughs) (laughs) But I do have some nice rides there. Obviously, I get to ride Daring Bell for Pat Duff. She's drawn a little bit awkward, but she is a mare that I've ridden before. And it would be nice to back up my... uh, Winner at Gatton on Tuesday for Pat with another yes. winner. Um, we go Bam, who uh, she's racing in career best form, and I just I've been praying to the barrier gods for a decent barrier, and she drew drew draw, draws barrier seven tomorrow, which is still a little bit tricky because she yep. does get a little bit back in the field, which seems to be quite a nuisance. But I mean, she's well capable of winning. Uh, yeah, Sir Warwick also, Uncle Russell, he's a pet favourite of mine too. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to riding all of them. And then ra- then you wrap up your racing on the Sunshine Coast as usual. Yes, the sunny Sunshine Coast. Yeah. So it's always a um, a treat to be there. There's a couple of nice horses there. Quiet Riot, he's in great form. Gentle Prince again for Pat Duff. And Mia for Brian Wakefield, who I've been trialling, I actually have ridden her work during the week, and she's given me a really nice feel. I was impressed with her at the trials. She's drawn a little bit sticky, but I think uh, she has enough barrier speed to put herself out of trouble. Brilliant. And what are you really gambling with for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. As we mentioned, Sam, you'll be at Ipswich. Racing does continue as well later today at Rockhampton. Then tomorrow, Doombin, where we can see you and Aquas Park, uh, Polytrack, Gold Coast, Ladbrokes, Cannon Park. The Toowoomba Night Mate. We know that's a little bit tricky, that one. (laughs) In the country, we've got Gympie, Dingo, Aramac, Bowen, Roma and Mount Isa. And then, as always, it wraps up at the sunny coast. How good, Sam. Best of luck this weekend. We cannot wait and enjoy Eka Day on Saturday. Yes. And thanks so much for tuning in to the Queensland Hoop with Sam Collett and I on SEN Track. It's been great to have your company. Queensland is racing. The action it continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Happy racing.